Hi friends, on Sunday I'll be going camping for 10 days and my intention is to put my phone away the entire time. I'm not sure I've gone 10 days without my cell phone since I've had one. I don't think I've even gone two full days without it. I almost can't imagine it and yet I'm incredibly excited to break the tether, at least while I'm in the woods. Like most of you, I guess I'm addicted to myself. I give myself a lot of grace about the addiction, rather than shaming myself relentlessly for it, and at the same time would like to be in a much healthier relationship with my phone and social media and Netflix at all. We all want to be in healthier relationship with any number of things in our lives. What I've learned is I don't have to wait until I get there to be kind to myself. And I certainly don't have to beat myself up until I'm making what I consider to be healthier choices. Much more important to me than my relationship with my phone is my relationship with myself. No matter how many hours I spend scrolling through Instagram, I can choose to love myself. No matter how many episodes I binge on Netflix, I can choose to be compassionate with myself. Addicted or not, I can offer myself grace. And that's it, the game changer, understanding we can offer ourselves compassion and grace and love no matter what. We can decide it's not dependent on our actions or achievements, but on our willingness and commitment to become and remain our own best friend. I don't allow my mind to berate myself the way I used to. The moment I'm aware that's what it's doing, I change the subject. I think it's important to feel what I'm feeling, but not nearly as important to think what I'm thinking, especially when what I'm thinking is self-abusive and cruel. How is there any benefit to letting my mind run wild and self-loathing? It's not helpful, and it's not healing. So I do my best to return to love, or think about something else entirely. Here's something I wrote a few months back. You are not obligated to give energy to self-abusive thoughts. That's not a rule. The moment you are aware of them, cut them off. Think about something else, like your favorite sweater, or a pretty tree, or that chubby squirrel that keeps hiding nuts in your yard. If thinking about yourself makes you feel like crap, then stop thinking about yourself for now. There's a world of beauty and weirdness to consider without needing to beat yourself up. You can return to thoughts about yourself when you've got nicer things to think. Maybe start with some general niceties, like the fact that you're a kind person most of the time, and a good friend to your loved ones, and if you're honest, pretty funny in your own way. Give energy to thoughts like these, because we get to choose where our energy goes. Starve self-hatred and it dies. Feed it and it thrives. The same goes for self-love. Feed it. Let it grow and expand and thrive. Let your commitment be to raise your self-love the way you would your most precious child, to tend to it with utter devotion, to decide there's not one thing more important to you in your entire world. Let self-love, not self-abuse, be your obligation and see how every single thing in your life begins to change. Jacob and I recorded a new episode of Hey Jacob, Hi Scott yesterday, and he spoke about these times as apocalyptic, that we are literally living through an apocalypse, 
which, it, which was at one point defined as an unveiling. I agree. A lot is being revealed about the forces in power and about ourselves, and much of it is painful to witness, own, and internalize. It can feel overwhelming, devastating, paralyzing. A part of me wants to go on a tirade about the overturning of Roe v. Wade or the latest series of mass shootings or our collective propensity for hypocrisy or any number of injustices created and upheld by our unconscious patriarchal foundation. I'm not going to do that here, at least not right now. I'd rather ask a question. How do you want to show up in our world, no matter how others are showing up? I ask myself this a lot. Whether I see the world as flourishing or crumbling, whether I see the choices of others as inspiring or horrific, I keep coming back to the same answer, the same conviction. Align with spirit, with love, as much as you are able in your thoughts, words, and actions, and trust that in this alignment, what you have to offer is always in the best interest of yourself, everyone else, and the planet too. I believe this with my whole heart, and though it can be difficult to root myself in this belief when the planet is burning, I'm certain there's no better time to do so than with a world on fire. We feel powerless when we believe things are beyond our control. To be clear, there are myriad things beyond our control, most things in fact. What is not beyond our control, however, is how we are choosing to show up with ourselves and with others. How committed are you to living by the example you want to see in our world? If more compassion is yeah, if more compassion is a desire, then be more compassionate. If more kindness is your prayer, then be relentlessly kind. If you hope to be forgiven, start by forgiving others. Lead with your example. We are not powerless when we act in love. To the contrary, we are powerful beyond measure in love, but we have to be willing to act as its messengers. We're all out here praying for things to change, but what are we doing to create change within ourselves? Here's something else I wrote a few months ago. When we pray for peace around the world, let's not forget to pray for peace within ourselves. Who will listen to a prayer for peace from those who refuse to model it, from those who lack empathy and compassion, those always ready for a fight? Peace cannot come from war, and we are all at war with ourselves and with each other. We have to be willing to confront our own hypocrisies when we pray for peace, to unbury all resistance within to that call so our prayers will not be muddied by our own unwillingness to rest in love. Where within us are we too aggressors? Where are we unwilling to empathize? Where do we wish for harm to come to those we dislike or don't agree with? Let us become the living examples of the peace we want to see in our world, and then watch how our prayers are magnified, how war cannot sustain within the energy of love we together have co-created. Prayers alone won't do it. We cannot root out war in our world until we root it out in ourselves, until we return to love. I'm a big believer in the power of thought, but thoughts alone are not going to create the change we wish to see. 
in ourselves or in our world. Thinking about meditation is not the same as meditating. Thinking about taking a walk is not the same as walking. At some point, action is necessary. And please don't underestimate the power of actions that reflect self-love. If ever there were a time to commit to loving ourselves, this is it. Love, even when directed itself, always transcends self, always serves all. That's the only possibility with love. It's our great healer. I want to take a moment to honor you, however and wherever you are in your life. If you're reading this newsletter, there's a solid chance you're a believer in love and doing the tough work of growth and healing. I commend you and thank you. I'll end with this. And forgive all the dog barking if you can hear it. I see you. I see your strength and courage, your hesitations and fears. I see the way you love others and your struggle to love yourself. I see how hard you work to grow and your dedication to heal. I see your vulnerable humanity and your transcendent divinity. You are beautiful, my friend, and so very worthy, just as you are. I see you, and I love what I see. Yes, I see you, and I love what I see. Keep shining your light, beautiful one. Big and bigger love.